the New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Guerrilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Spain. This is another one of our special episodes focusing on the New Zealand High Tech Awards for 2023. On this episode, we're diving in with the Chief Executive of SIN7, David Leach. SIN7 were the winners at the New Zealand High Tech Awards of the PwC NZ High Tech Company of the Year. This is the big one for 2023 and uh, you know, very, very pleasing, I'm sure, for all of the team at SIN7 uh, to win this award uh, and very exciting to delve into a quick chat with David Leach and to hear some insights about SIN7 and the incredible business that they have built in New Zealand and on a global basis. A special thank you to our show partners, 1NZ, 2Degrees, Spark, HP, and Guerrilla Technology. Uh, welcome, David. Paul, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, look, congratulations on uh, getting the big gong. Uh, it's very, very exciting. Thank you. It was a very special moment, uh, a real highlight for our team. And uh, when they read our name out, like it was a, it was a surprise. We just uh, had this amazing moment. I think I'll remember it for many years, Paul. Well, as as you should. I mean, to, uh, to you know, to to come away with with the grand award is uh, uh, it's it's a pretty big deal when we sort of look you know look back in in uh, you know previous years in terms of you know who who's won it. Um, you know, it's uh, it is really really something uh, special, and I'm sure. Uh, your team must be must be feeling uh, you know pretty chuffed, pretty proud of themselves. We all are, yeah. And I, to put it into perspective, I've always been in software. And uh, when I was younger, I worked at Orion Health, and they're one of the companies that have won it. And I, I was working there when we won, and it was a big deal. And but I was sort of younger, further down the ranks, and I still remember that moment. And it it sort of made uh, last Friday night extra special. Yeah, and a real highlight uh, for the team and for me personally, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, you know, since even um, a business that you know, probably a lot of people haven't, you know, had a particular reason to, you know, engage with directly, um, you know, it hasn't had maybe the the sort of attention of, for instance, uh, you know, company like Zero, which, you know, of course, so, so many New Zealand businesses uh, use, Whereas you're you're a bit more a uh, bit more focused, um, very much a product that's on the global stage as as well as on the New Zealand stage. So maybe you can just share a little bit with listeners mm. in terms of you know what sure. is it that uh, that Sin Seven does? It's very true. We have flown under the radar locally here in New Zealand. Around ten percent of our customers are in New Zealand. Our customers are also businesses, not consumers. So we don't have big marketing budgets to get our name out there, and little need for that locally here as well. We're also not a public company, private company, uh, so you know not listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange, etc. So that would be some of the reasons. Uh, but globally, uh, we're we're doing an excellent job. I think we've got this amazing team that's executed really well. Uh, what we actually do is uh, inventory management. And I need to explain that to unpack it a little bit. So firstly, SIN7 stands for connected inventory. But what are we connecting? We're connecting the world of digital commerce. And if you're an inventory business, uh, a product business that has physical products, you need to sell that product. How do you sell it in 2023? You sell it online and offline. You sell it in your own stores. You sell it in department stores. 
but you sell it in different marketplaces. And so it's increasingly common to have multiple sales channels. And when you have more than one or more than two, uh, the wheels can fall off if you're trying to run that inventory out of a spreadsheet. So that's a big reason why customers come to us and ask for their, our help is because they have a successful product, it's growing, but the wheels are falling off operationally and they need our help. And so we're, we're really passionate about helping them in that early stage, uh, but we're very passionate about growing their business, helping them as their technology partner, their growth partner, so that they, over the years they can keep turning on additional sales channels, winning contracts with Walmart and expanding into another territory uh, and being that technology partner and their operating platform. And, and by doing that and continuing to focus on ironing out the kinks in our software, the, the quality of our software, uh, reducing friction, like achieving time savings for our customer, uh, we, we give them long legs and uh, longevity on our platform as well. So to sort of wrap that up, what we're ultimately doing is creating uh, tomorrow's uh, big brands, the, these big product brands of the future uh, on our platform. And that's what excites us. Yeah, that's exciting. And maybe you could walk us, you know, back a little bit to, to some of the, the founding, uh, you know, story of, of Sin7 because there's, there's always that sort of, you know, starting point. Uh, you know, we're looking at, at the business now as, as an award winner, uh, a, a business that, um, you know, I think uh, the majority of the shares were, were sold, yeah. uh, you know, internationally and uh, in a deal that they had to get the overseas investment office sort of sign off. So, you know, that makes it a, a hundred million dollar plus sort of, you know, deal. So, you know, yeah. but, but uh, you know, that's a, that's a journey, right? So, you know, tell us yeah. a little bit about those earlier days. I would describe it as a game of two halves. So the, the halfway mark being that transaction in 2019. Danny Ng is our founder. He started it in 2012 in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, he is from Vietnam, Vietnam as a young boy. Uh, he moved to New Zealand as a refugee, grew up in uh, sort of Rotorua uh, in Tupuki area. And uh, he started this business firstly as Datum Connect. Uh, it was the name and it was custom e-commerce websites and then moved to this inventory management focus. Uh, initially, the concept of a, a database of products and SKUs that have certain qualities, a description, a price, um, a size, etc. And it developed into Sin7. Uh, I remember he founded it in Valentine's Day uh, 2012, and it grew quickly, uh, running the business entirely out of Auckland, actually, but customers in 25 countries or so, uh, by the time the business got to 2019. And Rubicon, uh, Rubicon Technology Partners is their full name, a US-based private equity firm, uh, snapped up the business and, and now the majority owner uh, continues to own the business today. And working with them, you know, their expertise, their capital, I've stepped in as the CEO in the same time frame, joined 2019, running the second half of the story, uh, continuing to grow, uh, grow the business, in particular, investing into talent overseas, offshore talent. We've grown a large team in the US. I've gone from zero to around 70 people uh, today, uh, based largely out of our Denver office. And we today have a leadership team that's split between Auckland and Denver. Oh, that's, that's really exciting. So what what was it that really pulled you, you in, that attracted you to, uh, to join Sin7? Well, I've always been in software. And I have this technology background that has evolved over the years to a love for product. And uh, 
marketing products, building products, uh, competing uh, you know, by differentiating that product. Uh, and when I saw Sin7, I, I quite liked the complexity of the platform, the mission critical nature of the platform, just the fact that the customers are so reliant on this platform and it's sort of the middle of their their ecosystem of tools they need to run their business. So I could see a lot of good qualities uh, and I could see that they had the beginnings of a global customer base, some some success in the US and just a lot more potential. Mm, so at the mm, time I joined, mm. I joined where that potential was not tapped out yeah, and yeah. I, I felt like I could make a difference and uh, do some great work here. And what size was the, the team at that point? Uh, the team was around 140 at the time, yeah, and you you were actually we were in the we we're in the same premises, even the, the same floor right. as the as the business now. Yeah, um, you know my my team with Podcast New Zealand and Gorilla Technology, we uh, yeah we we moved in um, sort of between eighteen months and two years ago. And in fact, it was one of the things that you know when I thought about, it, I thought, well, if a company like Sin Seven's been here and they've done well, then uh, you know I'll I'll take that. It's uh, Paul. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a blast from the past, like to come back into the very building where Sin Seven started here in City Road, Grafton's pretty amazing. And I, I agree. Uh, I think one thing I remember saying at the event on Friday night was uh, the belief that leaders need to have, like the belief that your business can be bigger, can be better and can take on the world you know, outside of New Zealand and the, with very strong belief, a lot can happen. And so coming into a business, you've got 140 people, uh, you know, there, there's this, uh, the private equity deal uh, that, have been, that, have, that have been done at that point. Um, there must have been some challenges to come into, right? You know, every business has challenges, whether, you know, being a software business, you know, kinks in the software, those sorts of things. There's the marketing. There's so many aspects. It's true. What, you know, what were the areas that you found uh, that you had to really get stuck into and uh, maybe you can share a little bit about solving some of those problems to take the, the business into the, the yeah. next stages? It's a great question because uh, it's very multifaceted, but I would say uh, people and culture was among the biggest focus areas. And you could say ironing out the kinks of the startup years and removing some things that um, were not really foundational for setting us up for future success. The other way to describe people and culture is organizational health and organizational design, um, the structure of, of the business in terms of the roles, um, making sure the foundations are in place so that we had the right people and the right processes and systems to succeed. Uh, there's there's a, a couple of key books as well that I have followed and our PE firm follow as well. Mm. Uh, Patrick Lencioni, if you've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, two, yep. two key books, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team yep. and The Advantage. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. Really, and The Advantage is quite prescriptive. Uh, so if if in made an effort, especially in the first uh, year or two, to really follow um, the guideline that is in that book, and it's really worked out very well for us. Wow, oh, that's really interesting to hear because I've yeah I've read both of those um, you know books in the last twelve yeah. months, and I'm kind of there's part of me is still trying to get my head around well you know how do you how do you uh, yeah Im implement these things into into a business and it's uh, it's not just a kind of a casual turn a couple of you know small knobs it's uh, it's a it's a pretty big deal so um, yeah. yeah well done that's exciting it, it is a big deal it's. Um like fast growth means fast change mm, um, mm. and fast change is quite hard. It's internally disruptive 
it can create stress in the organization and disengagement if you're not careful. Um, yeah, so it's it's trying to be very, very thoughtful all along the, ho- the entire journey and look after the people. And, if, and one of the um, big things that I talk about a lot, even though I'm a technology guy, you, you scale a SaaS company not by scaling the software first. You scale a SaaS company by scaling the leaders. And if you have great leaders, your leaders are going to scale the software. And that sort of principle is something I've always reflected on and I've tried to work hard to hire in great leaders and build great leaders. Mm. That's awesome. That's that's great advice. Um, and it means you've got to keep stretching yourself, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, <laughs> I've also needed to grow and change as well. I keep reinventing my role as we've grown and gone global, et cetera. Mm. Mm. And just for those that are, that are listening, maybe not familiar with Patrick Lencioni's um, material, anything that you can kind of, you know, break down in terms of what that's all about? I mean, it's sort of transparency really, isn't it, is, is the key? Yeah, that's so transparency and trust is one of the mm. most fundamental points in the five dysfunctions of a team. The team piece, like it's really referring to the leadership team at the top. So if you're the CEO listening, um, it's that immediate team, the team that surrounds the CEO and how that leadership team needs to be a functional team, not a dysfunctional team, and how it begins with trust and needs to go on a journey. Uh, for example, if you think think about a marriage, um, it's real. It's a real relationship. It's not all roses. You have real conversations. You have arguments. You disagree yeah. with each other. You're honest with each other. Yeah. But often in a workplace, people um, – a surface level. They don't necessarily um, have those conflicting conversations, but it's healthy actually. And it develops the relationship, develops the team, and you're more likely to bond and achieve great things together. Yeah. I've learned a lot. Um, I really have. I haven't led a business of this scale before, uh, but so far it's going well, touch wood. So how big are you? um, So how big? So today around 350 people, uh, eight and a half thousand customers, in over 100 countries. Our people are in nine countries, uh, but actually the majority of the people would be in five offices we have dotted around the world. Our largest office is here in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, Second largest is in Denver, uh, and then three other regional offices. I think I cut you off before. Apologies when I asked you how how big Uh, you were. Sorry. You were asking me about some key themes from Patrick Lencioni's book, Moving to the Advantage. The other one that I really like is the whole concept of a rally cry. So a rally cry is like setting a big challenge for the entire company and it might be hard and big and it might last for 12 to 18 months and it's rallying the troops. That's why they call it a rally cry. You could say it's a, an American sort of terminology. Uh, but this rallying cry is a motivating, simple sentence. What's important is what hangs off it. So what hangs off it is three to five big goals for the, the team, for the entire company. These are company goals, but worded very carefully so they're specific. You could call them smart, specific, measurable, actionable, et cetera, uh, and time-bound. And, and so these few smart goals that hang off the rally cry and constantly talking about them and measuring progress over that 12 to 18-month period is how you can move the whole company forward and achieve those big, hard things. That's quite a strong point in the, the Advantage book. 
Yeah. I think there's a, a lot more we could probably go into. I, I've, you know, and I think listeners would be interested in, in hearing more. So maybe yeah. I can I can ask if you'd be available to uh, come back and we can, you know, do a bigger sure. uh, episode either for the New Zealand Tech Podcast or for the New Zealand Business Podcast. I think it'd be, you know, great to uh, great to catch some more. Anything, anything else that uh, you know you would like to share with with listeners, that whether they're looking at how they can uh, position themselves to be part of a uh, NZ High Tech winners themselves in the future, or any other tips generally for listeners. So the company of the year category is interesting. I was describing it to my team today, and in my view, company of the year is not just about the financial success or the size or the scale. It's about uh, the company and all things. It's about uh, what you're doing for the community to give back. It's about the people and culture and more specifically your your systems and processes around the people to create a great place to work. And it's about things like how you go about the structure to setting goals for the business, things like the rally cry I was just talking mm, about, mm. Uh, being able to use proper systems and tools to have structure to how you set goals and how you cascade those goals and how you achieve them. And then also how do you go about identifying problems in the business and then convert that into solutions and opportunities essentially. So so to me, company of the year is quite rounded mm, uh, mm. and not just about that financial success. And I think that is how you have to you grow and scale a business in all things. Yeah, I think that's a good a good point because yeah, you can look at particular particular areas and be doing really well. But if you're not doing well, you know, broadly across yeah. the board, then um, you're probably going to come unstuck at uh, at one yeah. point or another, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the rest is uh, dream big, like uh, set the goal. This this could be one of those company goals that you set that in a year or two you're striving, and uh, don't be shy about the ambition. Uh, strive to achieve big things, and you achieve big th- big things. Uh, and if you set small goals, guess what? You're going <laughs> to achieve small things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, David Leach. Uh, really great to have you on the New Zealand Tech Podcast. And, of course, congratulations uh, to the Holson 7 uh, team uh, for being winners of the PwC NZ High Tech uh, Company of the Year Award for 2023. Thank you very much. I'll pass that on to the team. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this special episode of the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Of course, you can catch other uh, content and interviews focused on the NZ High Tech Awards for 2023 um, by subscribing to the New Zealand Tech Podcast through your favourite podcast app. You can also find our content uh, across on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook And of course, you should look out for the New Zealand Business Podcast where we drill in also with some deeper discussions on some of the winners from the NZ High Tech Awards and from across the technology and business world here in New Zealand. Big thank you to our show partners, Gorilla Technology, HP, Spark, Two Degrees and One NZ. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.